Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the God's Love channel. I'm Christine, the creator. <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm trying to be goofy with the opening, and it just doesn't work. Goofy does not work for me. I try to be funny, and I, I just can't. I try to tell a joke, and I usually miss the funniest part, and I'm very bland. I try. So you guys, today is Wednesday. It is October 13th. And alas, the day has come. It snowed. I live in Williston, North Dakota, and we had our first snow today. But on the bright side, as I pull my shades back and look, I have this big overstuffed chair, so comfy, right next to my window, right in front of my plants. I get to look out outside and just look at everything. And it's so pretty, you guys. We still have leaves on the trees, okay? I have, it's almost like a purple leaf tree. It grows berries on it. It's a Canadian choke cherry tree is what it is really really pretty tree really versatile love 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 this tree when I buy a house I'm planting one of these in the backyard why because I love the color of the leaves it feeds the birds it's very versatile I love the color of it so it's still got most of its leaves and then the other trees are like a green orange yellow and they're like half barren um, and it snowed and you just see the leaves sprinkled on the ground with the snow covering it. It's really, really pretty. <laughs> I'm going to say as somebody who doesn't have to be out in the snow this year, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. I do not have to spend a lot of time out in that cold. Um, it's so pretty to look at. It was so beautiful this morning. It started out with rain, and then the rain just got really thick, slushy slushily I don't even think that's a word I'll make it a word anyway and about eight nine o'clock it just started snowing so beautiful it will probably freeze tonight and be slick af in the morning but uh you know I just pray for all those people who have to be out on the road that they're safe and those that don't have to be out on the road stay home with the beginning of the year but it was really exciting, you guys. It was really exciting to be excited about the snow this year. Just watching it outside my window. And if you, you ever get the chance to stop and actually look at the snow. And I do. I, I sit in my living room. I, um, I enjoy looking out the window at nature. Usually with my windows open, but not today. And... Uh, the wind you will see a wind pattern especially with the snow it'll be like it's blowing the snow really hard and then suddenly the wind will stop and the snowflakes will just kind of like float in the air and then the wind will pick up again and then it'll stop and the snowflakes will just kind of float in the air it it's a really neat scene I could get lost in it I did this afternoon for quite some time it was really pretty so we got our first snow you guys it's official. 90 degree weather is over. <sighs> I'm going to miss you until next year. But God always provides. 
podcast. You guys, what motivated me to get on a podcast right now? Well, let me tell you, I was watching a movie. What, Christy? You watch a movie? Yes, sometimes I do watch movies. Uh, I've been on this kick. I had to watch Ghost, uh, Titanic. What was the other one? I love Dances with Wolves. I bawled. And listen, I've seen all these movies, but I still bawl like a baby. What was the other one? What was the other one? Robin Hood. You know, when I was a little girl, I remember getting to watch Robin Hood a lot. A lot of Kevin Costner movies. And I just loved that movie. And now, even as an adult, I'm just like, whoa! It takes me back and I'm bawling, of course. I always bawl. I'm a cry. I'm a crier, you guys. I feel the emotions. Um, I was watching Gladiator. It's taken me a couple days. It takes me a couple days to watch movies sometimes. And I love Gladiator. This is another one I have watched a lot. Um, I really love the storyline. It just gets me, you know, and in the end, the good guy always wins. But this time watching it again, I was watching it through a different lens. Because I haven't watched a lot of movies since my evolving into this whole walking with God lifestyle. Um, and so as I'm watching it, in the very beginning, I was just like, it's a little bit of Job mixed with Joseph, you know, Marcus, Maximus, Maximus. Who plays him? I have to look it up real quick, you guys. Gladiator cast. Russell Crowe. Okay, Russell Crowe plays Maximus, okay? And Joaquin Phoenix plays Commodus. Um, Joaquin Phoenix does an amazing job, by the way. He's just, he's got those that evil in him. Ooh. But uh, Russell Crowe, he loses everything. I'm sure many people have seen this. But I want to give you how it's just like Job and Joseph in the Bible. You know, Maximus, he loses everything. His family, everything. They all die. They're all murdered is what happens. He loses everything. His farm, his life, his everything. Okay? And then he's picked up, half dead, and sold into slavery. Okay. He raises out of slavery, becomes this ultimate gladiator, and he becomes greater than the king himself, who is Commodus, who, you know, if anybody you know the story, Commodus killed his father to, in a sneaky way, become Caesar or whatever, and he wanted to get rid of Maximus because Maximus was supposed to be the Caesar. But anyway... So Maximus rose out of being a slave to being greater than the king himself. And uh, today I was just like, oh, God. Oh, it really is like this. Because Job, in the Bible, he lost everything. Everything. He lost his family, his fortune, everything. And he still remained loyal to God. He still stayed the good guy okay and just like Maximus Maximus never lost that moral integrity of doing what was right he just he remained that way 
It was, it was just embodied with him to the bitter death. And then the whole understanding of how he's like Joseph. So Joseph was one of the 12 brothers of the of Jacob, okay? Which created the 12 tribes of Israel. And Joseph was Joseph was the baby that was Rachel's she had two sons. She had Benji, Benji, and she had Joseph. Joseph had a vision, right? He was the baby at the time. Joseph was the baby at the time. He had a vision that he was going to be king and his brothers would bow down to him. He went and told his family this. And I don't know how his, I think his father just kind of dismissed it because he was his father's baby. His father loved him dearly. He loved him the most. But the older bro 11 brothers were very jealous and out of jealousy they became very angry and they're like who is this little twerp who thinks we're gonna bow down to him <sighs> yeah right him and his stupid coat of colors because see his father made him a coat of many colors and they were very jealous about it because their coats were just bland I guess I don't know like jealousy is a jealousy is a mirror into somebody's soul if you are jealous I it is a reflection of self jealousy is rooted in hate Anyone who is jealous, jealous in a relationship, somebody just made a post about this on Facebook. They were like, if my girlfriend isn't jealous of, you know, all these things and she really doesn't love me. Well, first of all, you shouldn't be doing things to make her jealous. Why are you doing things? Why are you inviting the snake into your relationship. The snake could be anything. It's the thing you put before the one you should consider your significant other. Whether, you know, I know this day and age, a lot of men like to avoid, evade relationship responsibility. That way they can sleep with any woman they want. So they don't vocalize and say, yes, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. They don't do that because they want to be able to have the playing field. I know what it's like. I experienced it. I dated a guy that was like that. He never could claim that he was dating me. And it was just so he could get all the attention of these other women and sleep with whoever he wanted. And he thought his conscience would be clean because he never really told me we were together. See, that's how he tried to keep his conscience clean. But listen, at the end of the day, we're going to go deep. Is this where you're taking me, God? Okay, this is where we're going. But at the end of the day, men and women, women do this too. I've seen it. I've done it. If I'm being honest, I've talked about it. It's been a while, but I've done it. You know, I did. We weren't. We weren't saying we were exclusive. So, you know, you need to establish that. But after some time, you guys, there was, you know, this was in the beginning. Nah, it's just wrong. You should only be sleeping with one person at a time. <laughs> but, you know, you can't evade that. How do I want to put it? There will always be that debt to God 
that sin. It will always bear into your soul until you come clean and face the fact that, yeah, you were doing wrong. You know, I had to actually go to God about this. I remember this coming out in... It's one of those many things God will cleanse you of that you don't know is deep down within you until he squeezes the life out of you and you go, oh yeah, I did do that and it was wrong. But I had to talk about it and I had to admit it to myself and other human beings, the exact nature of my wrongs. And I had to change. I had to change in my heart posture. I had to change and understand that that is wrong. But this man made this post about the jealousy. And my first thought was, what are you doing to want to make your girlfriend jealous? You shouldn't do those things. That's wrong. You were supposed to be the leader. You were supposed to be the head of the relationship. Yet you're leading in brokenness because you want her to be jealous. And then, you know, if you do get jealous, and here's where I have learned in my old life. If you're doing things and I'm not good enough, that's not a reflection of me. That's a reflection of you and your inner brokenness because you can't be committed. You aren't controlled within your soul. You don't have control of your soul. You don't have control of your flesh. You're a slave. You're a slave to the flesh desires of your carnal ways. That's what it is, men and women. If you cannot control yourself in, in stepping outside of a relationship, and that's what this man meant about this, you know. You, a man being the head should not be inviting those temptations. Friends are not. That's not considered what God calls a relationship and you can't have a you'll never have a whole relationship unless you're following God and the way he wants it done I've never you know no you don't know now I'm lost into thought God took me down a road that I did not expect every time God so why did that come up why did that come up God God why do you bring see oh, there was something Anyway, I was looking for a specific verse, you guys. I always like to try to find verses to kind of explain what's going on in my head. This is how it usually works. God will just start like working through my, my memories. Maybe I needed to talk about that. Anywho, so let's get back to the Gladiator movie. So Joseph, his brother... Oh, because we were talking about jealousy, because his brothers were jealous. This little twerp brother who got this really pretty coat, and our father loves him more. They were broken. They were jealous. There was this hatred, this hatred that God's been trying to cast out of mankind since Adam and Eve, jealousy, Cain and Abel. 
okay? Cain killed Abel because he was jealous of him. That was rooted in hate that came from the parents. That was learned behavior. So these older brothers were jealous, and, and so they were out checking sheep, the herd, right? And they threw Joseph, the baby brother, into a pit, and uh, they wanted to feed him to some wild animals they took his coat of colors but the older brother reuben he was like no no don't do that we can't do that and reuben had the idea that he would come back and get joseph out later well they um what ended up happening this caravan came along and they sold him for like 30 shekels i bet you it was 30 shekels i gotta go back now just to let's see if i find it they sold him for 30 shekels. Judah's firstborn, blah, 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 blah. Rise, go to Bethel. Now Jacob lifted his eyes. There it was. There they were. There I am. It came to pass these things. Oh, there it is. Midiite. Mid Deanite traders passed by, so the brothers pulled Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. I was wrong. It was 20 shekels. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Okay. It's just like the gladiator. Job, you know, he lost everything. And he's laying there dying. He gets picked up by this caravan. This guy in the caravan sells him to a man who fights gladiators to make money. That's how he was sold into slavery. Well, Maximus was, um, he was like the greatest general, okay? He could fight, he knew how to win, he knew how to bring people together. He knew how to be just um, so over time in fighting as a gladiator, the crowd loved him. And he ended up coming back where the king ended up wanting to meet him. And da-da-da, here's the man you tried to kill in the forest. And he's still alive. And he knows that you killed your father. And you are ruling illegally on the throne. <laughs> what a shocker. You bet. I bet you he was like, mm, yeah. Anyway. So at the very end. He wins. Maximus ends up killing this man. And he ends up dying and going to the afterlife with his family that had been killed for no reason. But the good one. Now what got me about this story, besides the fact that about Joseph, you guys, what really got me is, um, was it earlier last week or was it this week? I think it was last week. I'm... I got lost in a podcast, and I think it was the one I cut short. Why does God allow bad things to happen? I just got really lost in what God was trying to show me versus trying to stick with what I knew. Um, and I wanted to come back because this really shows, you know, God could change the world with a snap of the finger. He is that powerful. I felt it. He could crush me. He could crush the world, the earth globe world that we all reside on. He is greater than that. Like his presence is beyond that. Okay. Um, 
Everything that happens in your life is for you. Uh, just this week, I got an extra day off from work. And I was like, that was really so random for my boss to, you know, give me that day off. I was like, okay, I'll just accept it. I'll just accept it. And on top of it, we didn't have Bible study yesterday. And I was just like, God, what are you doing to me? See, God strategically planned all this for me. Because I'm taking double courses in my college. And um, this week was a little... I don't want to say it was rough, but God knows how I am. And he just didn't want to overbear me. I, So I had all this extra time and I'm like, huh, I wouldn't mind it to just to be like this. See, God takes care of us. He gives us what we need. Sometimes we need discipline. All my sufferings were because I needed to be disciplined and for God to remove the pride and the ego and the toxicity and the anger and the resentment. Up like even a couple of weeks ago, God opened me up and there was still like this hidden secrecy BS in my life that I was so sick and tired that it was hiding within me. I didn't realize it, but it was still causing me fear. And God's like, nope, we're going to remove that and place it exactly where it needs to go. Because I'm not going to allow your past to hold you back, Christine. I didn't even know it was there. I was like, God, wow. And God came through me and he opened me up, right? Because what he did was he set systems in place. And I'm following God, walking in love, to where it triggered me to be really upset about this one thing. And God's like, I need you to see that there's still something harboring within this and you need to let it go and place the behavior where it belongs. Whether that belongs to a certain person, like I've had to do this with my father, I've had to do this with my stepfather, I've had to do this in past relationships. When you allow somebody to hurt you and you never say it, you never truly tell them the truth. You are harboring a secret within your soul and it will rot within you and it will start to hold you down. See, and God will not allow that to happen to me. God is so amazing. Like he will do that. And a lot of people, they will miss what's going on by being triggered. They'll just think I'm having a really bad week and I just need to take an extra, you know, freaking coffee or I need to go drink at the bar you know that was my thing or I need to go smoke some weed you know I know a lot of people like they turn to weed like you know and I used to do that too like anything to calm me down because I shouldn't feel this way instead of going why do I feel this way God is trying to trigger you to piss you off so that you can go who wow I'm really pissed why why am I really pissed? Because it has something to do with myself. That's what God is doing. And a lot of people don't see that. They try to cope by eating more, going out, spending more money, getting their hair, hair dyed. With women, I can see it with women around me. A lot of women will go through some moments and they'll want to dye their hair to feel better or they'll do some kind of altering, right, to feel better. Um, we just avoid asking, okay, what am I really upset at? Because it has to do with me and something in my life. 
So, I got lost in that last podcast to go back before I get lost again. Darn it. I didn't bring anything to drink over here. Um, I'm used to having my tea. I'm doing this in the afternoon, you guys. It's like 6.30 at night. So, I just finished the Gladiator. So, I, like, I'm used to having tea and I, I don't have it. So, I'm a little, now it's throwing me off. Um, why does God allow bad things? things to happen well first of all he promised us free will god will never go back on that promise we get to choose but even deeper than that you know we're supposed to i found a couple of verses i wanted to discuss first of all bless those who persecute you bless and do not curse them that's in romans 12 14 Okay. I've thought about this a lot. Jesus was persecuted by a lot of people, and all he did was love them. He he loved everyone. He didn't hate anybody. He understood. He hated the behavior. You know, when he walked into the temple and he flipped up the tables because they were making money in God's temple, I'd be pissed too. You know, there are just some things that are wrong in the kingdom of God and it will not be tolerated in front of somebody who's walking with God, walking with God within them. Let me correct myself. But we don't continue to hate them and curse them and hope bad on them. We bless them. We bless them and hope to God that they see who they really are and that they go to God. To seek healing and understanding. What was the card game? It was called the perfect date night. And I got it from, his name is Ace Mentor. He's a a great spiritual mentor, especially for women who are just trying to be better in this world. Choose better relationships, not get stuck in the same old song and same old pity party. Um, I followed him for a long time. I didn't listen to him, but I did follow him. Um, I finally got the cards, and they're really great thinking cards. So I use them in certain things I do with my life at certain jobs because I got a couple of jobs. Um, I'm also involved in AA, so I've used them at some of those meetings just to kind of bring things out of people and get them thinking. One of them was, what was it, like, We were talking about exes and you know I I had to really I mean when I think about the people I've been with I always go I chose I chose to be there I chose to stay ultimately with God and I I've had to take accountability for what I actually did wrong in the relationships I chose to stay that's what I did wrong. When I actually like look back and I'm like, you know, I, well, not all of them. Listen, Revis might listen to this and yes, I did do wrong. And I admit that. I do. I did cheat on him. And I can never deny that. And everyone around me knows that I did that. Uh, But in all the other ones, you know, 
I had to look back. What did I actually do wrong? What did my what were my wrongful behaviors? You know, at the end of the day, I chose to stay. And there were some things. I know in my last one, I would randomly text him and I'd be like, I'm sorry for the way I reacted to something he would have done. You know, I would be upset at him or the way I handled this situation. I I did a lot of, I didn't realize at the time, but maybe God was cleansing me out of that. Like making sure that I took accountability. So when I did finally up and walk away, I could do it with a clean slate and not carry that baggage this is what God wants us to do he wants us to empty all of our baggage into the trash so that we can move forward and walk righteously and be able to bless those who persecute us to look at them and see because we have been cleansed of our resentment and anger and insecurities and fears we can see that residing in other people and we hope and pray to God that they too one day seek God's face for healing so that they could have this inner peace and fulfillment. My son asked me the other day, he came over and he goes, Mom, he asked me about God. He asked me about my spiritual awakening. He's looking for peace. He goes, I just want to have peace within. And I know what he's searching for. He's really searching to create a connection with God. But God is using me as the bridge to show my son that God is real and the tools to get there so that he can find that peace within. I'm going to tell you guys, that word peace, we all search for it. Peace, fulfillment, happiness, and internal love. That is the internal fulfillment we are searching for. You will never, ever find it until you seek out a relationship with God. And even then it's going to take some time because it's taken me over two years to get to this point for God to have led me through the fire to rid me of all the stuff that made me unpeaceful. It was a painful journey. It was very painful. There was a woman in AA and she was talking about how many times she had her first meetings, how many suicide attempts. Oh man. Every time that woman speaks, it just gets right to my soul. I was like, yeah, I felt that. Well, guess what? The only way to get out of that is to trust God. He'll bring you through it. He will. And you will receive that peace. I know, because I have it. I don't worry. I'm not worried. Like this week, it would have been easy to be like, well, I'm working one less day. How is that all going to work out financially? I know it will. I know it will because I gave God everything. God is perfect. God will never, he will never let me down. And that's a hard thing for someone who's lived through a very broken life 
chosen broken people who have always let me down. Like, and they couldn't help it. The thing was they couldn't help it, just like see, Jesus said. Forgive them, for they have sinned. Forgive them, for they know not what they do. And I think at that moment, you know, when Jesus was hanging on the cross and everybody's laughing at him and mocking him and, oh, you know, save everybody else, but you can't save yourself. Can you imagine what God's up there thinking? I sent my son for you guys, and this is how you thank me? God has feelings too. He's not up there just this emotionalist person. God is love. But to feel love, guess what? You have to feel everything else, you guys. I can imagine him being up there, watching everybody. So I always wondered about that statement. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. When God resides within you, you can feel his emotions. Tears of joy, tears of sadness, anger, hurt, happiness, joy, love, lots of love. You can feel his emotions. Instead of being an empath for the rest of the world, I'm an empath for God. I feel his emotions and I understand just like Jesus did. We can all do this, you guys. It's not, I'm nobody special in this world. We can all do it. If you commit and be obedient and loyal to God, you can have this. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. I'm not highly educated in the Bible. I just sat down with God, went to church, and I've learned a little bit through my life, watching things, attaching my life to the Bible stories. Forgive them, Father, for they do not know what they do. I can imagine he felt God just raging. Last minute, I can't believe this. People just still to the death. Look at what they're, can you imagine? God doesn't want to see us get treated that way. I look back on my life and I think of all the times God tried to pull me out of my last relationship. Time and time again, he tried so hard to get me to see, just to walk away I mean, it finally came. God got me through that. But I can imagine sitting there shaking his head every day like, sick and tired of seeing how it was all going down. Because we deserve to be loved the way God created us to be loved, not to be used or abused or spit on or treated like crap, or treated like a convenience. We're supposed to love and honor ch and cherish all those around us. Hmm. But those that don't, right? Because see, my sins eventually, this is where I realized my sins eventually caught back up to me and I needed God more than ever for that forgiveness. You know, I, uh, my sins killed me. Our sins will drive us to God. Not because God needs a job, which makes absolutely no sense. But our sins kill us, is what they do when we live in sin. The wage of sin is death. 
we die. I want you to start looking around. I, <laughs> I can't pull this picture up and I can never use it because it wasn't my picture. But I have a friend who loves God and she goes out sometimes different types of people and I remember looking at this picture and she was bright and sunny and happy but this other woman next to her just looked like dead and not like old and wrinkly she was just more pale her eyes were dull she was lifeless you could see it in her face she was lifeless there was no life in her she was dying. See, when you live against God, believe it or not, yeah, sure, we have free will, but when you live against him, your soul will die. And there will be a day when you will have nothing left but to get down on your knees and cry to him for help. I know because that's how it happened to me. I had nowhere else to turn. I had lost everything because of my selfish choices. Whether I was powerless or not, I still made those choices. I chose. I chose to do the things that put me in jail and therefore God, there, God was able to break me down, destroy my ego. And I cried to him for help. <sighs> so those that persecute us, we bless them. And when we bless them, we love instead of hate. That's going to push them to God. They have nothing to fight against. You know, we're not engaging in that toxicity um, and there's a whole spiritual side to that now when we pray some people don't realize that other people are praying for them I remember a neighbor telling me he prayed for me and my children a lot and I I wasn't a believer and I looked at him like I knew he was a man of God, but I looked at him like, you're wasting your breath. That's how I looked at him. You're wasting your breath. I loved him. He was a great guy. But pray for me? Pfft, I'm fine. I don't need you to pray for me. I was out there on dirt bikes and three-wheelers being stupid. I was not exactly. I was very much a renegade. Even as a mother... I was out there on dirt bikes doing dumb, dumb, dumb things. I'm surprised I never broke my neck. Um, and it wasn't... Oh, man. I knew people had been praying for me, but in May... Towards the end of it, there was something that happened 
But God showed me where I stopped loving myself that moment. And he showed me the powerlessness of my parents and my stepfather. And in my heart and soul, I forgave them because they couldn't control themselves. Even my stepfather. People ask, how can an, a grown adult... You know, a lot of people ask, how does a grown adult abuse or sexually abuse a child? How can they stomach that? But the thing is, there's, and I've talked about this, there's an underlying darkness that we are attached to, our soul is attached to. We are blinded and powerless to it, just like I was powerless over drinking. I remember the pole. Like, I was just drove to drink, like I was driven to drink. I didn't know how to control it. There was this thing in me that was pulling me to the alcohol and it was just sick. It was killing me. I didn't know what to do about it. It drove me mad. Um, so because I recognized my powerlessness, God had showed me how my soul was attached to this darker thing in this world. It was very dark very very dark my soul was attached to it broken sickened <sighs> once God detached me from that and showed me that and I clung to him spiritually this is all spiritually I was able to understand how broken my parents and my stepfather were and I was able to actually fully forgive and in it I, I prayed within the depths of my soul prayed that they are able to find God and receive forgiveness and healing and heal in this lifetime whether I see them ever again or not that they find God and find that within themselves more than anything I don't want them to live in turmoil I want them to be healed from this thing that they cannot heal themselves from Nobody can heal themselves from this brokenness. We have to have God. That's why I get it. I get what Jesus is saying. I saw it. God has shown me. We cannot detach ourselves from sin. We cannot detach ourselves from that hate and resentment. We cannot do it ourselves. Our souls are that powerless. We may think in the flesh that we are strong and in control and look at how much weights I can lift and blah, 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 whatever. We're not talking about what your flesh eyes can see, okay? There are darker forces at play, and that is true. There, this dark thing has power over many people. 
And anybody who is carrying hate and resentment, I realized God did something to me a couple weeks ago. And now I know why he did it. He could not have this hate and resentment and this this thing that was causing me fear reside in me. He's like, get rid of it. I don't care. Get rid of it. It doesn't matter. People don't like what you're saying. Too bad, so sad. You are going to follow me and you do what I say because I am first in your life. And I did. I was just like, okay, here we go, God. Realize when you harbor things like that, it ties you to that darkness and you become powerlessness. You begin to make choices in fear. Why do you think so many women get abortions? They're scared because they won't, don't think, most of it is financial, just so you guys know. Most abortions are about money. Look at the statistics. And that comes from Planned Parenthood statistics. Only 5% are actual rape victims. This is what's sad. The rest are because they think they're too old. Um, they've got more important things to do with their life. It's going to interfere with their life. And they may not be able to financially take care of this child. When you look at the reasons and see the top ones, it blows your mind. You think this is legal? We have given women the power to create life and take it because it's inconvenient. Wow. Hooray for mankind. Women, we must think we're something. Oh, I'm going to piss a lot of women off with this. I know women. We do not have the right to take a life just because it inconvenienced us because we wanted to have sex for what for flesh desires because we were powerless but see that's all rooted in fear right so now you are not in control most of these women who think they're in control Ooh, God's touching up on something deep. Most of these women that think they're in control when they make the choice, I'm pro-life or I'm pro-woman's rights, I'm in control. The government gave me control and look at me, I think I'm powerful. But when they make the choice to make the abortion, it's rooted in fear. I don't think I can raise a child. I don't think I can afford it. It's going to mess with my life. Even rape victims. I don't think I could raise a child and look at this child and, and, and not think about being raped. It's all rooted in fear, which means you're making the choice based off of fear, which is not God. You're being controlled by fear instead of love. Not just living from the heart. You're being controlled by fear. Ooh. I want to do a podcast just on this. I am pro-life. And it isn't just a religious thing. I don't stand by all religions. I think Catholics are bullshit. I think a lot of churches are broken. They're broken. They're broken leaders misleading people with a bunch of garbage that comes out of their mouth. I'm really selective about the people I listen to in my life. Very selective. I don't listen to a lot. Women who think they're in control of having these abortions are actually not in control. You are slaves to fear. You're a slave. 
You're a slave to money. You're a slave to fear. You're a slave to your materialistic life. You are a slave to it. So you choose to be a slave over accepting the fact that you created a life with your choices. Setting aside the 5% rape victims, I don't want to forget that. You're a slave. A lot of people are. You're a slave to money. How much money can I make? You pile on the bills. You pile on the car payments. This is what happens. We become a slave because we got to have the new car. We got to have the new truck. We got to have the house. Now we're stuck in payments and everyday living. Got to have this. Got to have that. Now you have to make the money to make that and most of the time we don't even get what we want by the way you guys I know people who go out and choose houses and they go yeah I really don't like this about it like that about it then why are you buying it why not just buy what you want when I buy a house I'm buying exactly what I want and it's out there I know it's out there because I've been seeing things and I'm like God that's going to be in our house God I want that tree God, I want that kind of patio. I need a place for my plants. God, I need a place for my chair. I need a place for the sun to come up and come down for me to see. I want a backyard. I want a nice open space. Got to be kind of an old school house. Like, I kind of like those older houses. I don't like these new ones. They're all made like shit. I already see it. Like, I've got this vision in my head, and I'm like, I know God will not disappoint because I am faithfully giving my life to him. Whatever God wants, I will do to the death, just like Jesus. It's so beautiful. Why? Why Why do we settle in this life? Because it's convenient? Because you're a slave. You're a slave to something deeper than what you understand because you don't choose to go searching of the whys. Why do I feel this way? Oh, I am very passionate tonight. This gladiator thing really opened me up. He was... It showed me. God uses people getting persecuted to bring down the evil in others he showed that to me for a reason he showed that to me because I'm sure in my life until the day I die I will be persecuted for the things I say and the things I do I told a woman in AA she was upset trying to make excuses trying to say something and I go you're the one with the problem it's a reflection of self she didn't like that it started up a whole hornet's nest let me tell you because then there's a whole group of them now that are just like they don't like me they don't like I said that there's and the thing is there's nothing bad they can say about me they just I don't know what they say there's nothing they can say. They try. They try to persecute me in a way that's I don't understand because there's nothing bad they can say about me, yet they try to mock some of the things I say. Or they'll just try to uh, reject me, I suppose would be the word, reject me. Or um, this one guy... <laughs> He tried calling the treasurer. (laughs) 
I don't know what he was thinking. And she came to me. She goes, Christine, don't leave. And I was like, why would I leave? What is he, What did he, like, what was his reason? There was none. There was nothing he could say. He was just upset because I called him out on a truth. And he doesn't like that his darkness was exposed. And now he's trying to run around and protect you know, pointing fingers at me. He's trying to protect that inner darkness he doesn't want other people to see. That's what's going on. And the only way to do it is to deflect and because he is much older than me. So he thinks because he he's older, he's wiser. <laughs> but it doesn't matter how old you are. If you're not walking with God, you have nothing. Your wisdom is coming from your flesh, and your flesh is very broken. Flesh Christine knows nothing, but God through me will lead me the way I need to go. But God showed me that because we will always be persecuted, you guys. But if we walk the way of God, it will pay off. It will always work out to the good. Now, not all of us are going to get crucified physically to the cross like Jesus and die. Yes, there will be some people that face physical things I've had a girl spit in my face and I refer to that because that was really I that was such a significant moment to well first of all I saw Satan right in the face and I'm not talking about the body that he embedded because the girl was gone she was powerless. She was lost in her life. Okay? I didn't even press charges because God showed me she was gone. But truly, see, now, he was, Satan wasn't even spitting on me. Satan was truly spitting on God, but he was trying to antagonize the flesh within me. But the thing that Satan didn't know was that because I had been really beaten down as a child I didn't know how to fight back I didn't want to fight back it's not in me and it's not in me just because I'm scared and not in me because I just don't know how but the heart of me doesn't want to fight back I don't want to it's not in me when I see that powerlessness now some people in my life listen you had it coming you want to keep on stomping on me and treating me like shit I'm not going to hide your secrets I know somebody's probably they're like yeah well Christine you didn't treat me that way that was probably one of my exes well you know what guess you should have treated me better guess you shouldn't have been such a piece of shit guess you should have just told me the truth but you wanted to go out there and be different that's what you get I'm not going to hide your secrets for you. I'm tired of it. Coming clean. That's my life. I will be clean about everything. Even my own stuff. Mm. I always have to pop that in there because I feel like sometimes somebody I know. <laughs> I know Rebus has had some friends who's listened to my stuff and I'm like, that's why you're on my Facebook. Ooh if somebody's listening now anyway you guys God works all those things out to his good 
Why? Because one day we die from our sins and we have to turn to God. So if persecuting me brings you closer to God, then so be it. Please. If hurting me kills your soul that much faster, oh well. But I do bless people. I hope to God. I see it all the time. I spend a lot of time in prayer. And not for just single people in general, just the world. I know there's people out there. We're all searching for God. Every single one of us. That's what we're really searching for. That inner peace and fulfillment, that's God. Because God touched us first. We're searching for it because God is not in our life. And until we allow God in, okay, to heal us and show us who we really are. Because what we think we are in this world, what I thought I used to be, is not who I am today. Okay? My, what I thought I was going to grow old doing is not what I'm going to be doing. God is creating a legacy through me that is grander than, I mean, I have some ideas, like now, but if I look at my life before God, and I look at my life now, I don't even recognize the girl I used to be. She was messed up. She, she was lost. Okay. I have a picture of my kids back when they were, I'm going to have to do a timeline thing. You know, I used to dye my hair blonde. Blonde? It was long. I used to straighten it every day. I had to look perfect. I was trying to get my kids to look all, you know, dressed alike. You know, this is a Christmas picture I'm looking at, and I'm remembering this. Man, I don't even look the same. I was trying so hard to be this picture-perfect what society deems to look good from the outside because I didn't want people to see what was really going on on the inside. Um... And I had such a fake smile, you guys. I look back at all my old pictures and I was like, yeah, that was the fakest smile I've ever, <laughs> so fake. Um, even in this one, this Christmas picture. So just trying to look good. And then I took one this weekend with all my kids. Now I've let my hair go back to its natural brown. I don't remember. I It's been since I was 18 since my hair has been this color. I don't wear makeup. When I smile, I really smile. I just posted a bunch of pictures of me and my friend Gina on Facebook. I don't post a lot about my kids. They're, you know, just not quite comfortable putting them out in the public not a lot you know those are my children you know or you don't know it's just something within me tells me not to overshare certain things but if you want to try your BS on me go for it you know there's a lot of sexual predators online a lot of them 
and they've tried working me and I'm just like dude you're pretty good there like what the lengths people will go to to prey on people online are just crazy um when I smile now I smile from my soul and I see the difference and it's beautiful but I can only have that because I sought the one who created me to find out who I was and what I was put on this earth for what the world said I was was a false narrative a sham. It was a lie. Hmm. Let's see. 2010. That was 11 years ago. Wow. Anyway, you guys. I hope this gets you thinking. Oh, what was the other verse? Romans 8.28. Of course it is it. We know that all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Okay? I go back to when that girl spit in my face. A lot of people are like, you should have beat the crap out of her. You should have done this. You should have stood up for yourself. You know, I look back at that moment, and that was such a significant spiritual moment for me. Not only did I get to witness something, I got to witness how that darker force worked within people. I saw myself in that girl. I saw when I was like that in her. I also felt God within me standing and not backing down. He was my strength. Um, I also know from the feelings I remember the feeling within me it was the feeling of I wasn't scared I was just like oh shit I don't know what's going to happen am I prepared for this because she had thrown coffee in my face the day before <laughs> so she's stomping up to me I'm just like oh shit because I, I had an idea that something was going to happen in jail to really test me and it was going to be physical but I thought it was more along the lines where somebody was going to beat the shit out of me just quite frankly like pin me down on the floor beat the shit out of me something reliving my childhood <sighs> you know I was just like okay you know what I don't know what I'm going to do God and then she's stomping up I'm like okay here we go and I just look at her and she spits in my face she turns around and leaves and I went in wiped my face pressed the call button to call the, the correctional officers in like I felt that courageous within me but when they finally pulled me out of the pot I broke down there was like this weakness in me and I wasn't crying because of at first I was crying because of what she had done how could you do this how can people do this like I don't understand it 
I'm a woman. I, I may not always be welcoming, but I'm not like that to other women. I see the best in people. Probably it, more than I should. No, I see it just right. But as the days passed, and we were locked down for a week, okay, over this whole shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> we were, which I was so grateful for. Thank you, God, for that week. But I remember just being very upset because I didn't have the inner strength to stand up and punch her in her face. I didn't want to. Like internally within my soul and heart posture, I knew I would never rise up to somebody who was doing anything like that. I would take it. Why? What's wrong with me? That's what I kept thinking. What's wrong with me, Krista? What's wrong with you? It took God a long time to show me that is my greatest strength was being weak because he was able to come within my presence and work through me unlike someone who was quick to react and want to be violent and want to do those things. I get it now. God is at his strongest when we are weak. And it's all right to be weak. I'm weak. I'm weak all the time. But that's because God's strong and I don't have to be strong. I don't have to be strong. I just have to be me. So I hope this gets you guys thinking, you know, about the gladiator. How does that fold into your life? You start think this is how you fold the Bible into your life, right? This is how the stories come alive within you, okay? Find a story that represents your life. I get it, the Job and the Joseph. I get it. I got Joseph. I got Joseph because when he spoke up about his dream that he was going to be I remember hearing this story in jail and he had spoke up and about the dream he had that he was going to rule over his brothers and they were all just calling him crazy and you know this little twerping nothing and I was like oh god that's what I did when I had my awakening opened my big fat mouth should have just kept it shut people thought I was crazy got involuntarily committed yay hooray for Christine I was like I was just like Joseph should have just shut up you should have never said anything to anyone. I didn't know better. I didn't know better. Uh, and I get the job, not in the sense of losing my family and death, um, but God had to bring me down to nothing for me to finally break. I mean, that's what it took. I had to lose everything. Everything. I was that stubborn. So, how does it reflect to you guys? Find a story in the Bible that reminds you of you, good or bad, and read it. Fall into the pages. That's how you get into the stories. It's so beautiful. So, I love you guys. Thank you for listening. This kind of went, we were going on a steady, steady northbound, and then we veered to the west somewhere on jealousy and got lost up in that tangent then we kind of got back on track it's been a nice scenic route on this podcast i do love you guys i really do and for those of you listening and for you to share with others 
We all matter. Every single one of us are loved. You know, all these people in my life, all these, the relationships I chose where, you know, men didn't love me or didn't know how to love me, you know, that were bad relationships, poor choices, even them, they do matter. They're lost too. It doesn't mean tolerate it, but that's how I have forgiven because I saw my powerlessness and I hope to God, I hope to God with everything that they do find peace, they find healing, that they find love, um, you know, because just because it didn't work out with me doesn't mean that there's something, you know, they should be miserable the rest of their lives. I don't want that. I want everyone to be happy. Why? Because we all matter and we are created with a unique purpose. All of us are put on here to do something great. And you do matter. Maybe your flesh family, you know, your blood family, we're all born with family. You know, most of mine in this lifetime are not really my soul family, okay? I had to let go of what I thought was for me to embrace what was truly for me. And I'm, I'm really grateful to God that I surrendered all of that to him. And I trusted him in that. Because I am exactly where I'm supposed to be. But you do matter. You are important. And, uh, you know, you have to believe that. And you do deserve to live a happy life. A lot of people do believe that's why, you know, I did the things I did. I didn't believe I deserved to be happy. I believed I deserved to live in torment for the rest of my life. When I thought about suicide, I used to think I just wanted to, like, I mean, this is very morbid, but this is a reflection of how I felt about myself. I, I would envision, like, tying a chain to my leg and tying it to a brick and, like, you know, taking a bunch of Benadryl so I was super, like, weak in the muscles. I mean, I've thought this out, you guys. Not that I'm going to do it, but it's all right to talk about how we thought about doing it and not freak out. I thought about it several times, you know. And I'd be too weak to be able to swim, but the brick would bring me just enough to where I could, my fingertips would barely touch the surface of the water. And I would die seeing, knowing that I could just, it was right there, that life was right there. That's how I wanted myself to die. Torture. That's how I was living my life. I made choices to torture myself. Ooh, that was deep. And so, I mean, I didn't deserve that. And God showed me why I felt that way. And none of us deserve that. No matter what we've done. And like I said, even my stepfather, who molested me, he deserves to have peace deserves it we all deserve it and I, I do believe because I've prayed about it I do believe in my heart 
that God will move to heal him from this thing that keeps him in slavery. So beautiful, you guys. So I love you. It's starting to get dark. I got to work on homework. I should be excited. I am excited. But I do love you guys, and God bless.